incredulous and incriminated. In Acts chapter 3 to 4, we have this fantastic story. God uses Peter and John to heal a man at the temple gate who's been lame from birth. This guy is there every single day asking for money. Everybody knows him. And after healing him, they preach about the resurrection, which exasperates the religious rulers who then show up in chapter 4, verse 1, which says, And as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day. The following day, Peter gives his defense, testifying to the resurrection of Jesus and further incriminating the religious rulers who then get all worked up and threaten Peter and John to stop speaking in the name of Jesus. But listen to this in verse 21. And when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people. For all were praising God for what had happened. For the man on whom this sign of healing was performed was more than 40 years old. Like, wow. These two guys heal a middle-aged man lame from birth. You religious leaders are literally speechless to this impressive miracle. And yet you have the gall to totally dismiss their message and to threaten them. Like, don't you see the miracle? Wake up. Don't ignore such obvious proof right in front of your eyes. They can't put two and two together. And the Israelites were like this too. Within days, they were complaining and wanting to go back to Egypt because they didn't trust God's plan. Like, within days. How do you not trust the one who literally decimated the Egyptians single-handedly and parted an ocean for you? Really? Has he suddenly just abandoned you after all that? Like, good night. That's what we want to say to them, right? We want to say to the religious leaders in Acts, what's wrong with you? Can't you see the proof right in front of your eyes? We're incredulous. But then I was struck. I mean, I sit there reading incredulous that they could possibly conclude what they did. And yet, I'm often not much different. And then my incredulity at them is incriminating for me because I, or we even, are often like the Pharisees and the Israelites. Not that we doubt the miracle of a middle-aged man healed from being lame since birth, but that we doubt God when he has given us proof upon proof upon proof of his goodness. And we still find ourselves doubting him. Anytime we're worrying or fearing circumstances or fearing man or putting trust in material possessions, anytime we do things like that, we're doubting him. Yet from Genesis to Revelation, we see the character and heart of God revealed for his people. He is full of compassion and mercy and grace and love, determined to do good to those who love him. And the cross is the pinnacle of his heart. He shows us his love at the cross. He gives us every possible reason to never doubt him again. So by the grace of God then, let's strive even today to put the rubber of God's promises to the road. 
if God is faithful to love us by sending his own son to a cross for us that we might have everlasting joy and life in him, then how can I not trust him to take care of me in the smaller things? So may you go today strengthened by the grace and love that are in Christ Jesus. Trust in him, for he has proven himself to you.